Welcome to the Trail Island Podcast. Oh, it's nice and calm. Wow. Here on the beach this week, we don't want to get too excited. Wow. People might be at home making their dinner or making their breakfast. We don't know when they're we don't know when they're listening to us. They might be on their commute right now. They don't need stress. Pooping? Pooping on the toilet? They might be. Yeah. And if they are, maybe you'll write a better script than the film that we're doing this maybe, evening. Maybe, yeah. Damn. Oh, is that, is that too much? No, I'm with you already. Oh. So, um, <laughs> anyway, that was our review of that movie that we shouldn't even mention the name of, um, to be honest, because that's just advertising it. Wow. <laughs> oh, Steve. Lots of negativity getting around today. Sorry, that's far too much negativity for this mm. time of day. We came in too strong there. Came we did. Maybe we can back off slightly a little bit. We are the Trailer Island <laughs> Podcast, and we compare films and their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And we've done a whole... We've done a, a myriad of films over the last almost, well, we're almost, we're in the 70s now in terms of episodes, which is quite a lot. And this is the first one. Have we done Amazon Prime films yeah, before? Yeah, I'm we sure did. We what have. was that Paul Uncle, Bettany film? Uncle, Uncle Frank. Frank. Uncle Frank. That was that a, was that was there. That's a good film. And there might have been others I can't recall, but uh, <laughs> not too many. This is, yeah. This is one of those. Well, funnily enough, I don't know that it's fair to say this is an Amazon original because this no. was made for cinema. Uh, and now this is now I know Steve you would look and actually I, I was too looking forward to this film being released here on the island cinemas and, and also the, the motherland Australia cinemas as well mm-hmm. and no no word this came out internationally um, in, in cinemas yeah and we're going okay still no release date for this film here in Australia and then I was on Amazon a couple of, couple of weeks ago and it just popped up I thought wow they've released it quietly on Amazon and they've skipped cinemas altogether how mm. very disappointing very interesting release strategy. Yeah, yeah. Was, I didn't see that advertised as being on Amazon anywhere. It'll get released in the in the states and and, and other countries, uh, even though you know their COVID rates are extraordinarily high. But you no, know, as soon as Sydney closes down, poor old Australia gets knocked off the release. Yeah, we'll look at the Bond film. Yeah. Well, we're not yeah. here to talk about Bond, Matthew. No, not, I know, not yet. Not I yet. know in terms of release schedules, this is something that you know that has been recently released and we will get to Bond, but right mm. now is not the time to okay. talk about it, okay? Mm. okay? Because this week, if someone would like to do the honours... I better are, do the honours, I think. Okay. Steve, would you like to introduce this week's film? Sure. Uh, this week we are talking about The Green Knight. Friends... Brothers and sisters, who can regale me and my queen with some myth? Or tale? Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights Try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will lead thee. Complete. You will find no mercy. 
No, Abby. Why do you stop me? Your doom is at hand. You rest your bones. I'll finish your quest for you. a quick question is um i i know your thoughts on this uh are we going to have to spoil the movie to sort of talk about those thoughts well this is based on uh, my understanding at least is based on a very old poem so theoretically Mm -hmm. there actually aren't any spoilers anyway it's much like if someone tried to spoil the hobbit it was written in 1938 so i feel like i don't know how close this film is in adapting the original text if they've made any changes from the original text or not, I'm assuming a fair bit, mm. considering that, like I say, as I understand it, the original tale is just a poem. I'm not sure how long that poem runs, runs it's, for. It's 130 pages. I guess it's like decent so it's, it's big, it's long. Yeah. But I think in turn, I can't imagine they would have changed the ending of that. Uh, the ending in this, I think, is am- like it's a bit sort of yeah. left open. Prior warning, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. Let's say, yes, <laughs> we're going to talk about spoilers in this film. Because also at the same time, I think if you are a lover of this tale and have read the poem before, we are very inexperienced in most of it, and we are basing our knowledge entirely off of this film. Yeah, is that fair? So I think that's fair. And I should point out the film that that trailer advertises. I would like to see. Yes, and I still haven't seen the film. That the trailer there advertises. Uh, please, please be- go on because, because I, I would like to contest this. Because um, I, I agree with you, Matthew. I think that that is oh, a. Sorry, fan- I just fell asleep a little bit. Sorry, just thinking of. <laughs> sorry, go on. I remember this is an auditory medium, so yeah, you, no, you pretending trying- to fall asleep does not help. <laughs> trying to do a visual gag there in, a, in an audio. <laughs> I, anyway. I, I think that's that's a baller trailer. I love that trailer. Yeah, and this is the it's thing. Very cool. I saw that trailer and I was so hyped for this film. I love. You know, Lord of the Rings, fantasy, the King Arthur tale. I love all of that. I love Dev Patel, who's our lead actor in this. I was so ready for this film. I love the way it looks in that trailer in terms of the colour and everything and the cinematography. So I'm just, I am going to, not to jump the gun, this is the most disappointing film of the year for me. Oof, just oof. Out, off, out the gate. <laughs> just out the gate. Um, but perhaps, you know, we've just addressed it. We're going to maybe spoil a few things. Shall we address the plot before I get to... I, I don't agree. Here's the pattern in your behavior, man. Okay. I, I've been waiting for someone to tell me. Uh, whenever you've got uh, uh, a negative thing to say, you always preface it by saying, Shall we address? <laughs> uh, which is a, a polite way to, to bring up your grievances, but I know where this is going. Yes. Uh, so please address the plot. Uh, oh, you want me to do it? Okay. Yeah, no, course. that's sure. I'll, I'll let me tell you about the film I'd like to see. No. Um, so this film, this film starts, and we see Dev Patel, who's playing. Is it? What, how do we pronounce Sagawan. it? Sagawan. Sagawan, um, who is a knight of 
Is he a knight of the round he's table? Not, he's, not a, this? Is he, he's not a knight at that. At, no, at that's that kind of what the film's about. But really. he's a he's a member of he's part of that court because he's yeah. the king's nephew. Is that that's correct? right? Yes. yes, he's King Arthur's nephew. So yes. he rocks up. He's yes. a bit of a. This is Arthurian times. This is yes. King Arthur. You know Excalibur, all that stuff. Old mate King Arthur. He's pretty old at this point. Yep. He's pretty aged. Yeah, played by Sean Harris. Who I, I did like him. I have to admit, yeah. I really liked. Um, I wanted more of him. Really. Um, not, not that the film is about him, but Sagawan is a bit of a bit of a rascal, mm-hmm. and he's been in all the wrong places, and he's sort of a bit of a, he's not a drunk, but he he likes to party. He's untamed. He's untamed. You know, a bit of a womanizer, I suppose. He's saying he complains to King Arthur that he doesn't feel like he's got was it credit behind clout. him as yeah. clout. Like he's got no he's got no epic stories to tell. He's no story to tell yeah. when, when the king asks if anyone can share a tale. That's right. He's like, yeah, no, nah, I got nothing. Um, eh? You know, I guess it's just artistic license. But at like thirty seconds after he says that, the the opportunity for story appears by knocking at the door, like that scene in. In the at the round table, like he complains about not having a story, and as far as I could tell, there was no passage of time to then the Green Knight appears and goes, "I want to challenge a noble warrior." Is that right? Am I reading that yeah, correctly? Yeah, yeah, you're Which that. I thought, okay, cool. And then and Coinky Dink, and then the Green Knight says, "Yeah, I challenge your most noble knights to mm-hmm. to basically well to kill me." But then he surrenders himself, so he doesn't even fight back and. And to, to inflict a wound that I will I will give back to you in a, in year's, a year's time. time. And so, which, if someone said that to me, I don't know, I'd give them a paper cut or something. I wouldn't chop off their head. But because Sir Gowan is such a hothead, yeah. so eager to prove himself, he decapitates the Green Knight. Yeah. The Green yes. Knight, as, dem- as seen in the trailer, picks up his head. Rides off into the sunset. Yeah, which I like. He was riding off and he was laughing, holding mm. his. He looks like head. a tree. Yeah, he's he a tree man. Tree, he's tree like man. an ant. So they wait a year, and uh, as a year comes to a close, King Arthur tasks Sir Gawain with finding the Green Knight and and seeing this this game as it's put in the trailer, seeing the game through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty- All right, mate, on your horse, chop chop. Now that there is an incredibly good premise. That's a cold word adventure right there. Yeah, what a great little adventure. Isn't it such a shame that the rest of the movie oof, happens? Oof. Well, even at this point, we're getting moments of visual confusion and narrative that don't really, to me, explain things as clearly as they should because they've got his Sir Garwin's mother who mm-hmm. seems to be an impeding force in his life. Morgan Le Fay. A witch, I believe. Mm-hmm. Did she? Do we get the idea that she summoned the yeah. Green Knight? Is that what's happened here? Because mm-hmm. she wants her son to be like heaps good and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think she recognizes the fact that Sir Garwin's a little aimless, and maybe this is a right uh, a challenge. Yes. Yeah. So then he heads on his on his merry way, and and things get weird pretty quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, in 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 the round table, like we see Merlin, don't we? Um, I, uh, I think he's the long-haired guy. He gives a bit of a nod to King Arthur at one point. Perhaps. I know um, there's a couple of other of the other Knights of the Round Table there. Okay. Oh, well, well, the round well, Table, our songs are for medieval. Uh, shout out to my accountant, uh, Ellen. Her dog's called Merlin. Oh, cool. Well, this this conversation's really gotten off the rails. I right, look... <laughs> Uh, let's 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 start with something we can all agree with. I was doing my tax return the other day, and she was counting my shells and my bits of sand. She's like, "Oh, you might owe the beach government this year." 
and, and we're talking about doing this, talking about the Green Knight. And she's like, oh, my dog's cool. You, you know that a King Arthur fantasy film is fundamentally flawed if I can't watch it without being reminded constantly of Monty Python's Holy Grail. <sighs> Stop distracting me from my accounting story. Sorry, so I, just, I apologize. <laughs> sorry, I, anyway, sorry. To be on, fair, your on. accounting story is much more interesting than this film. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's, let's, uh, can we agree at least the cinematography in this? Uh, they turned fantastic. a camera on, yeah. Uh, no, I disagree. Fantastic. I think this looked horrible. Too dark. <gasps> really? I couldn't. I couldn't don't, oh. The daytime stuff, especially when he's in the forest where they do a nice colour change to like yellows mm. and that, great. Anything in an, in an interior location looked horrible. Oh. I couldn't see faces. They were all silhouettes, like all the time, 90% of the time. Too dark. The movie, light your actors. Dickens. Light them so I can see them. Light your important now, actors. Yeah, I just, I just want to clarify some things here. Is, is, obviously, we're quite divided on this film. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'm worried about structure and narrative and how we're going to move oh, yeah. forward in this podcast, in this particular episode. Where, where, where do we go from here? Because well, if we take a leaf out of the films, but we go, we just do whatever we want. Okay, well, maybe we should do that. Well, no, there's a, there's a considered plan to this film. It <laughs> is, it, it, and, it, and it is about trying to get Sir Gowan to... to um, to find some direction in life, and and this and this quest does do that. It's it's about Sir Gawain sort of seeing things through on a, on a micro then macro scale, and then realizing that uh, by the end of the film, it is important for our adventurers to really face up to their responsibilities. And you're right, of course you are. I've, I've well, never seen Steve look more nervous than when he was trying to well, win, yeah. well, get that point across. And, and on that note, because I've had to look it up because I couldn't quite remember, there was the, because it's basically five challenges that he comes across which address the five virtues of a knight being friendship, generosity, chastity, courtesy and piety. Piety, oh, piety, p- piety. Piety, Because mm. he's got his shield and it's got the pentagon thingy, pentagram thing mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. And and each of the challenges that he comes across on his stroll through the countryside, mm-hmm. um, and let's let's be clear, it's a stroll through the countryside. It does take his time. He basically fails all of them mm-hmm. along the way, and if he's meant to grow as a person, I don't know if he's learning from those lessons. Is he? Yes, he is. Okay, because I think this is where we can get into the, the the ending of the film. Okay, because we get we get two different endings. We get a a vision from Sagawan of what his world could look like. If he killed or pretended to kill the Green Knight mm-hmm. uh, second time around, you get to see him become king. You get to see him uh, ride into war. You get, a, you get to see him marry a, a gorgeous wife. But he ultimately becomes disillusioned and sad because he never really earned those things. Well, he loses his kingdom. Yes. But we get this other and more narratively appropriate ending where Sir Gawain realises his failures realises what he's done to the Green Knight and offers up his head in return for what he's done. And this is where I believe that his mother is really summoned this creature to teach him a lesson. Uh, the, the, the tree playfully says, off with your head, and doesn't actually cut off his head at all. Well, the film finishes there. Yes. It doesn't actually show the cutting or not cutting of one's head. It doesn't. I don't believe he gets his head cut. Well, there's a post-credits... Is there uh, scene? Really? Yes. yes so, gone, I was so keen to turn oh, it off, so I didn't. They've even got see Marvel that. Universe on you, and there's a post-credit scene, and you see a young girl playing with the king's crown, which indicates to me that he has a child and hasn't had his head and chopped hasn't off. had his head chopped yeah. off. Okay. Um, now, because in I can tell you what happens in the poem mm. is that the Green Knight gives him a nick on the chin. 
Okay. After promising to cut his head off. So, so Garwin has learnt I need to change and by changing it means, yep, chop me head off. I mean, you know, sure you can change but if you're dead there's not much to do with that newfound knowledge. So mm-hmm. old mate Greeny just gives him a little nick on the chin. Yeah, right. So there's a nice little character arc there. Nice now, little yes, co- cohesive now, character arc. Hold, now this is my issue. Is it's not a character arc. It's a character that plateaus until the last 20 minutes of the movie and then changes. No, God, no. He, he, I, he takes all five of those challenges in stride. He, he no, learns something from each no, of them. No, 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 In no, each no. of them. I disagree. He gives barely a coin to the guys looking for his lost brothers, therefore gets tied up and then in a weird sort of flash forward turns into bones and then comes back yeah. again. Yeah. Doesn't he learn to trust strangers and then learns that error of his way? No, never trust strangers. That's a terrible exactly. lesson. Exactly. He's learned that lesson. Well, Especially if they have candy. <laughs> uh, he does a good job of finding that lady's head in the lake. He learns to but, face his fear. But he asks for something in return before doing it. Mm. And, and she ultimately gets, gets... She gets a little bit offended by that. And she, what does he ultimately get in return? Does he get the axe? He gets the axe back. He gets the axe back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when oh, he learns very, the value it, of chastity in a very uncomfortable scene. That was weird. Yes. That was very uh, weird. You know, he's uh, he falls to the seduction of the the wife of a man who's housing him. The hunter, yes. You know, hunter's wife. Wait, I, the whole woman's head in the lake thing. I must have been in the kitchen for that bit. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he rocks up to this house in the middle of the night. You probably couldn't see it. You know, <laughs> maybe you should check the levels on your TV. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah, slippy slope. And he's like, "Oh, I'm just going to pop in, have a bit of a nap." And then this woman appears. She's like, "Oi, what are you doing in my house?" He's like, "I'm sorry, I'll leave." And then she's like, "No, you can't leave. You've got to find my head." And she and 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 he's like, "No, nah, but you've got a head." And, and she's like, "No, nah, I don't have a head. You need to find it." I'm like, okay. And then she All tells right. a story of being assaulted by someone who came through the house and chopped her head off. Well, that's horrible. And threw the head in the lake. Yeah. And she wants her head back. She's a ghost and she wants her head back. So he's like, all right, fine, I'll get it. And goes and looks into the dam or whatever it is. And he's like, oh, no, nah, give me something in return. What do I get? And she's like, how dare you ask that? And he's like, oh, fine, I guess I'll just do it on my own goodwill. Jumps in the lake, grabs the head, comes back up. It's just a skull and bone sort of thing. He puts it on the bed with the rest of the bones. And then she's like, thank you, and gets the axe back. Yeah. So why did he not have the axe? He was robbed uh, from him. He got robbed. You remember the people in the field? Oh, of course. Yes. So we. what happened to them? Uh, they you, robbed him and left. They robbed him and left and that was it. And <laughs> how the ma- the magical axe got back, I don't know. This is a film with a thousand foot giants in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And when he's challenged with that, like, sure, it looked cool, but he was like literally on the nose. How's this? Can I travel on your shoulders? Like standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, come on. How much more like nice. film school do you want to get? I like that. Yawn. <laughs> it could be it could be poorly lit. <laughs> Look, okay. This film Where are we going with is this? a really expensive student film before they've Oof. before they've had the semester on script writing. I or had a lighter okay. scene properly. Okay, okay, okay. Steve. Yes. You you, yes. you stand in defense of this film. I, I do, yes. I, I personally really struggle with this and I'm glad that I got mm. to watch it on a streaming service because I didn't have to stay in the cinema and I could just sort of okay. do other things. I have a problem with how this story is told through the narrative mm-hmm. and the style of filmmaking that they've decided to do with. Okay, sure. I, I think that there needed to be more uh, just 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 normalness about it. A casual viewer can't get into this and watch it, I don't think. I would agree. I, I do I do think there is a certain level of um, eclecticness to it. 
I've not r- watched any of David Lowry's, the, the director's films before. This, mm-hmm. I think, is my first. His too, probably. But. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I would say to that, what is normal, you know? Yeah, uh, that's fair. Because, okay. you know, we, we watch sci-fi westerns from the 1970s that are now so ingrained into popular culture. We watch a movie that's been storyboarded before it's actually written, and it's one of the best films of the last decade. You know what? Fury what, Road? what is what is normal? Paddington for Two? No, <laughs> Fury Road. Right. Paddington is is one of the the most critically acclaimed films in the last like fifty years. Yeah, it's, it's about a talking bear from a picture book. So I, I, I like I don't know. When it comes to filmmaking, you can't really. I don't think you can discount anything that's not normal. I mean, no, we, but we, I, th- I can sit here and, and, and bag Mortal Engines till yeah. my face is blue. But at the end, of the, at, at the end of the day, I don't prefer that. Matt prefers that, and Matt might have a lot of good reasons why it's a good film. I think well, what it comes down to, perhaps normal is the wrong word, is accessibility. I think accessibility is probably a problem with this. We film. were marketed a film that we did not get. Yeah, I, I disagree. Strong, I strongly Do? agree. Yeah. I was expect so. There's a film that came out a few years ago. I think it was 2015, done by Justin Kurtzel, mm. the um, South Australian director. He did an adaptation of Macbeth with Michael Fassbender. Now, the trailer for The Green Knight made me think that's what I was going to get. Mm. Now that that <laughs> it's like as ironic as it is, he did a very visual Macbeth. Yeah. They took out a lot of the Shakespeare and they kept like just very key quotes throughout that play and made a very visual version of that play and it and it reminds me a lot of Blade Runner 2049 in terms of the color grade it's a lot of slow motion looking at the trailer for the green knight i thought oh that's what this movie's going for but somehow whereas justin kurtzel pulls that off with macbeth david is it lowry david lowry david yeah. lowry uh, for me anyway for my own sensibilities just has missed the mark in terms of trying to do an arty film i just it looks it's. I, I don't want to sound a bit snobbish, but it looks so pretentious. Let's okay. We'll bring. Let's bring the the question back a little bit, mm. and not what was the trailer trying to to feel like in the terms of another movie. What was the trailer promising you guys as you watched it? Well, it. I saw it as okay. It's going to be a medieval tale mm-hmm. of someone going on an adventure, mm-hmm. and we were going to get. The type of narrative that I that I wanted to see in a in a in okay. a film. Yep. <laughs> and you're, you're holding up your fingers. I'm here just counting how much how much you want, what, like what you were promised from that film. I don't know. Like I've seen films in the same sort of genre, like uh, The Princess Bride, mm-hmm. a, a journey of a character. Yeah. With fantasy elements. Yeah. And this was just so for me on the nose that mm-hmm. you know it was it was difficult to engage with i think there's there's being you know subtle and clever and then there's spoon feeding your audience themes and i think when an audience recognizes that they're being hit over the head with something it leaves a bad taste in the mouth well okay the okay i'll i'll i'll, I'll push you on this one yeah because we've just had a massive discussion about what the character arcs were for this, mm. and I've had to try and, and try and explain it to you. I don't know how well I've done it, <laughs> but I've tried to at least explain that there are peaks and troughs to this movie. Mm. Mm. Uh. Yes, no, no, no. That that's true. Mm. I don't want to put words in both your mouths, but I just, I maybe this is just the circumstance of you not really connecting with the film. Oh no, I, I definitely didn't connect with the film. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. That's that, that's 
problem number one for me is I couldn't care mm-hmm. for it. I wanted to really badly. And about halfway, th- well, sorry, half an hour in, I was like, oh, no, this is not the film I thought it was. And I'm really upset about that. Mm-hmm. But now I have to suffer the rest of it. I-, I wonder if it was the film that you did think it was, like if the trailer was done mm. in a way that we were expecting this sort of arty farty yeah. thing. Could have, could have been a better. Could, if we were prepared. Could you have enjoyed it more? Possibly, and I, like I, I did say to you, Steve, earlier, um, just before a few days ago, that I probably will rewatch this mm-hmm. once I, you know, I can see properly again. But um, <laughs> and I probably will now that I know what it is. Will probably enjoy it more mm-hmm. the second time I see it. But it's going to take me a long time to come around to. Hey, let's sit down and watch this again because I had such a miserable time with it the first time. Maybe we got too used to our popcorn movies that we just... Maybe. But it's been so long since I've watched a film like this. We did We did try and promise we were going to go out there and watch a, an indie film just to sort of push us a little mm. bit. I feel mm. like we have been pushed. Well, I know I know for sure that people who, based on my one-person one feedback, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, those who love the original material... I'm not too happy with this adaptation. Unfortunately, um, people who love original material are never going to be really super satisfied with an adaptation. That's and and I know that I know that I can only share so much of this message. The message in a bottle <laughs> that I received from my uncle, my uncle Wayne. He mm. sent a a letter in a bottle. I could almost hear the word scream from the bottle in the ocean as as we picked it up off yeah. the sand. But I, I honestly, I don't know how much of this I can read uh, because he sent me, he wanted to give his own little review of the film. Basically, all I can read is that he thinks he's a hipster who wishes to proclaim that I've read psychology things and I'm very clever. And yeah. Funnily enough, because I do know what the rest of the message is as well. I actually do think he's right, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, basically, he goes on to explain that the director does things to ruin your house. <laughs> he looks around, he nods approvingly at the fruit of his labor and leaves. You're left speechless, wondering what the heck just happened and why this lunatic has ruined your house. Um, obviously, I don't even know where we could share the rest of that message. And I don't even think in the show notes is going to be appropriate. No, no, it's, it's pretty um, explicit. But basically, his thoughts are... Heavily in relation to the adaptation from the source mm. material from which the film has as much respect a cat for kitty litter. Mm. Yeah, that's quite well put, actually. It's funny, I'm part of a um, Tolkien Society Facebook group because, of course, I am. Um, <laughs> you I took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and Tolkien himself adapted this poem at one point along with um, a couple of other writers and his son, Christopher, po- published it po- um, posthumously. Um, posthumously posthumously I don't know how I got that so badly wrong because there's no humour in this film anyway no they have been absolutely aghast with the treatment of the source material now don't get me wrong I'm the person who can respect when you adapt a book to a film changes have to be made so I'm not one of these bigots who as soon as you change one thing, you go, how dare they? But literally it's been everyone's going, no, they've missed the point of the story mm. or they've completely changed it. Like what? It's not even an adaptation at this point. Um, so I don't know. I haven't read the source material, but a lot of... I'm, I'm suspecting it's vastly different now that I've actually th- remembered that. I, don't, I know I said at the beginning that I hoped it was similar, but I'm starting to think it might not be. <laughs> mm. I don't think there's going to be any semen in the poem. 
Well then, no, it's a really yeah. uncomfortable scene. That one, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was not necessary. There is actually a film on Netflix at the moment. It's a Dutch film called The Forgotten Battle. You should all go watch that instead. I think. Uh, what's, hang on, what's the relevance there? Oh, it's just it's a good movie. You segued from <laughs> from semen to Dutch. No, because that was an incredibly pointless. I like the Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some good semen. No, but no, no, but seriously, Steve. this this film I thought, as far as just and it, it just. Uh, do you remember when films were entertaining? That's my point. <laughs> so the the, the the Dutch film, The Forgotten Battle, <laughs> is an indie Dutch film, but it is legitimately entertaining. Okay, I see. Right. So you're saying there is nothing wrong with an indie film? No. It, is this an indie film though? It's it's made. I think it, it was. It seems expensive, although the CGI uh, looks a little mm. rough in spots. A24 films are usually indie. Okay. An indie film I did watch the other day. It's a Terry Gilliam film called The Zero Theorem. You can tell they didn't have much budget behind them because it's pretty like it's in one room more or less with a few exceptions. That's an indie film that's done well. It's not pretentious. It's about a lot of weighty themes about existence and and I suppose at certain points depression and the meaning of life and that kind of thing. But it comes across as an enjoyable, entertaining experience where you, the viewer, because it's an arty film, you actually learn something. It's not just a superhero film. It's got things to say, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hit you over the head with them like this film does. Mm. I think maybe when I was in film school, mm-hmm. I would have appreciated this a lot more. And I think that oh. comes down to, in a ways, because I don't have the time to dedicate watching films like this when I have to think about it so much. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I just want to sit back. Watch the film that I was promised via the trailer, and get medieval a cool adventure. get a cool medieval adventure with mm-hmm. Dev Patel, who's a fantastic actor, yes. cruising around doing cool stuff as a medieval knight. Mm-hmm. Premise is great, trailer is fantastic, mm-hmm. but I just don't think we would deliver the film we were promised. I don't think we even delivered a film. Oh, oh Matthew, you're so hard. You're- we were delivered some kind of arty music video that goes on for about two and a bit hours. And 12 months later, Stephen received his revenge for his remarks on Mortal Engines. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Oh, there you go. There's uh, your Sir Gawain moment. You've learned mm, things, Steve. Now off with my head. <laughs> uh, well, look, anything else in defense of this film? I, I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't think... I can sway you guys. I would love to sway you guys. But but may, may I list a few things I actually did like about sure, the film? I've been pretty negative. Yeah. The acting, phenomenal. Yes. From, ev- from yes. everyone. The performances are great. Uh, I, li- I like the soundtrack. Yeah, I like uh, the soundtrack A lot of people have well. complained about it being too samey, but I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I did like the way the Green Knight looked. His design, the way he sounds yeah. when he moves was really cool. Yeah. You believed he was made of wood and stuff? I believe, yeah. I would um, say that's all practical effects. I think that's yeah. all prosthetic makeup and probably a little bit of puppetry there as I well. I think you might be right. So that was that was cool. I liked that. And I I like King Arthur the Tale. I did, I did watch this film with my wife and she, nah. <laughs> she was like, like you know, you know that look... <laughs> that you get from just someone who's just like, what are you, hang on, what? Like, mm. you, you know, visualize that face in your mind and that was her face for a good solid two and a half hours. Just, uh, what? I do think the film's Why? too long actually, now that you mentioned that. <laughs> just thinking about the duration, this could have been a really good 90 minute film. Uh, I don't have 
It sounds like it sounds like we're say. summarizing. It sounds like we're summarizing. So let's give this something yeah. out of five watts. Battle axes. Well, I'm thinking uh, of that particular scene we mentioned with the oh belt. No. The God. cummerbund. Uh, yeah, I think little, little, little cummerbund was good, yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, a nice, nice... Uh, the axe was cool. The axe you know, was uh, cool. The axe was cool. Uh, maybe it looked axes. weighty. Mm. Oh, costumes were good. Costumes were good. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, out of... Uh, <sighs> Oh, yeah, they had like uh, weird title cards throughout the whole thing, it too, did, didn't yeah. they? That annoyed Someone me. Someone couldn't read. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. But they're illegible. What's the point I could read them. of having words up if you can't read them? I could read them. Nah. Nah, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> uh, look, if you're at the, uh, to, or the audience listening, if you're at this point of the podcast <laughs> and you haven't seen the film yet and yet mm. we've spoiled some of it, uh, it spoiled itself. Good. <laughs> I think I think this is a more call to arms. If you want to know what we're talking about, go yes. watch the movie. Definitely go watch the film. It's on Amazon. Go get go get it. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. it is, isn't it? Now, out of five watts, at battle axes. I think battle axes battle, battle axes is, right. is good. Yeah. Okay, five battle axes. I'm gonna I'm gonna get let one of you two go first. Uh, look, I'll head off. Uh, I'll yeah, head off. <laughs> See ya. Hey. Um, no, I'll go first only because I, you know, I'm not trying to do this for comedic effect. Really, I just so I'm not gonna try and beat a dead horse. We've, we've I've already said what I want to say. Um, I'm just disappointed. I really am because this kind of movie is right up my alley, and I should have loved it. And I tried so hard to find redeeming qualities, even as I was watching it. And just couldn't. And if it wasn't for the fact that we were going to do an episode on it I and I was watching this on my own volition, I would have turned it off. So very disappointed. I like films where they have heavy themes or they stick to themes, their thematic statement. I love that. The Last Jewel is a film like that. That is excellent. That's about heavy material, but it's, it's good. I was gripped the whole way through. This is the complete opposite. That's all I really have to say Always go and make your own mind up, I guess. I won't judge you, but it's a one from me. Oh, a one. Ouchie daisy. Well, I'll, I'll go next. I'm going to give it a two. I, I, I struggled watching this film. Straight out the bat. It's, it's not your traditional film, and whatever category it does fall into, I'm sure it does a good job of that category. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but... The acting in this is fantastic. Costume is fantastic. As a general rule, the film is made well, despite Matthew's trepidations about the lighting. The film is made well. Everything looks really cool. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just could not get into it. Could not get into it. Steve? <laughs> it's going to be a four from me. No, four and a half. Why not? Four and a half. Um <laughs> What a what a what a grand way to tell a simple tale about <laughs> a, about a a young squire heading out to earn his knighthood. I think I think it's just it's a wonderful premise, and I think they continually tell the story well. I love watching Sir Galwyn's character arc through this movie, and I like how simple the story can be at times. But I also like that there's all this little intrigue in between the lines as well. I thought it was funny. I genuinely thought there were like good parts of humor in this film and and the the final scene I I laughed my guts out. On I second, thought it was great. On second thoughts let's not go to Camelot. It is a city place. That was that was that was it was it was just I really really enjoyed it. That's fine. Um 
<laughs> and yeah, four and a half, I think. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. I'm glad. Hey, Steve, I'm actually very glad you enjoyed it because um, it's it's good to know that the film is. And I'm not being funny. There's no backhanded compliment here. I, I'm glad to know the film is working for some people. Yes, that's great. Mm. It just didn't work for me, and that's that's also fine. And you got the film to seven and a half out of fifteen, which brings it up to the fifty percent, which gives it a pass. Hot damn! Is good. is the Green Knight the um the kid in the class in the group project that's doing all the work to bring up the grade? No, no, no. The Green Knight is the weird kid in class eating glue in the corner. Oh, but yeah. probably will become a millionaire for doing yeah. something really for clever. eating glue, <laughs> for po- possibly. <laughs> well, it's uh, most glue eaten by a kid. Hey, look, it's good work if you can get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was the Green Knight with a seven and a half mm-hmm. out of fifteen. And in fairness, I think the the palette is there for the people who want to see this mm. type of film. So, if, if you like that film Mother with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem, you'd probably like this. I didn't like Mother. No, I hated that film. I haven't seen it. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Mm. It's a good it's a good contrast though. Y- yeah, yeah. Okay, well there you go. Uh, if you like having themes battered over your head, then that might be the movie for you. Uh, in other news, we have been the Trailer Island Podcast, and we compare films and their trailers. This week was the Green Knight with a sneaky seven and a half out of fifteen. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to us via email at contact at trailerisland.com.au. You can visit us on all the socials, uh, Facebook and all that stuff. Shoot us a message. If you've got a request, let us know what you'd like us to do. Uh, leave a review, give us a five star. You know, yeah. review never hurts as well. Uh, helps us find new audience and stuff. Uh, yeah, there we go. Anything else before we wrap up this week? I would call this movie Macbeth, the Justin Kurzel one. Just a little bit more humour. To be fair, that Macbeth is pretty humourless. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Listen, go and see that Macbeth film if you haven't movie. seen it. It's really good. Michael Did you say Fassbender? Michael Fassbender? Michael Fassbender. He's really okay. good in it. All right. Much better than this movie. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> go, go see this film. Our final recommendation is that you have to go see The Green Knight streaming now on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. I know we've given some slack. Lack? Whack? Whack a crack back? <laughs> I can't even talk properly. Good night, everybody. <laughs> this is a Narrative Network podcast.